Hi, and welcome to Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Emma. And today we have a special guest with us, our friend Tash. Hi, Tash. Hi. (laughs) So Tash is going to listen to uh, our stories and just kind of give her input and kind of live react to what uh, to what we're saying so something a bit different a little bit of a special episode today i'm really today. looking forward to it i can't wait yeah. to hear what's going to happen on this week's it's episode. a good one it is i've got something really 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 good prepared you're gonna love it you're both gonna love it am i gonna be able to sleep tonight that is my only question oh yes I, yeah 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 it's not it's not particularly scary i don't think they're usually a little they kind of make you feel a little bit weird and a little bit a little bit weird I don't know rather than completely scared but I do tend to think about it the whole week after we've done an episode (laughs) I reckon you guys will be thinking about this for sure (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) so how have you been since last time Bex yeah can't complain Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. That's what I'm just thinking. What what have I done? I haven't done. I've just been working all week. Nothing special. Nothing special. No, I hear you. I don't think I've been doing anything apart from looking after six sick kids. So, I thought you said six kids. <laughs> no, definitely not six. <laughs> <laughs> the basement Hell children. No. <laughs> oh, not basement children. <laughs> God, <laughs> oh. or like you know that book, the flowers in the attic, the children that are in the attic, terrifying. No, I don't know that book. I'm so um, not a bookie. I should be though. Oh really? What's it about? It's like a really old book. It's about this um, mum that goes and lives with the grandma, and the grandma basically hides the kids, and then they end up playing in the attic. But then she just is poisoning them, so that's really pleasant. Oh. And, uh, but she's doing it really slowly with like arsenic on, um, jam donuts of all things. So much so with the family thing, their dad dies. And, uh, oh, didn't she marry they, her they... brother? The sister married the stepbrother yeah, some, or something. Yeah, or her or her, yeah, I can't remember. It's something to do with incest. And it's, yeah, it, I mean, it's a really good book. I do recommend it. Yeah. Sounds a bit fucked up, to be honest. Yeah, it is. Oh, I mean, I mean, it is for very a, much so. For a book that so many people have read, it is pretty icky and pretty, pretty fucked up. Mm. It um, reminds me of the story I did last week. Tash, you haven't heard it yet, but um, I did a story um, about this house, the Lemp House, and it's this tragic history of the all the family ended up killing themselves and really quite gruesome oh, but cheery yeah very cheery well my stories don't really tend to be cheery in fact becky's don't yeah i can see that's a thing yeah, yeah. Mm, we're not really a cheery podcast <laughs> no i'm definitely not cheery this time um and anyway they they one of the sons had an uh, illegitimate son who uh had down syndrome and they ended up chaining him up in the attic oh yeah so he was one of the he was one of the most like famous ghosts, which was very sad, really. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, that, I mean that is sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Have you got a bad one then, Bex? I didn't like that little comment. I'm worried. Um. Well, it's it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's not fun. <laughs> on, on a, let's put it this way: on a night that should have been fun, it really, really didn't end up being very fun. Yeah. Anyway, you'll see right. later. Yeah. So, shall I? Uh, do you want me to start with mine? Uh, yeah, because I, I can't, really can't remember who started last week, but I think it was me. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you're gonna love this. <laughs> Okay, so this week I discovered recently while researching other things that um, ghost sex is actually a thing. No, it isn't. What is, sorry? Ghost sex. Ghost sex? Yeah, people having sex. Like sex between ghosts? No, no, no. Sex having between, sex with a ghost? Sex between humans and ghosts. I mean, I am there for that energy. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate it. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it because you'd have been. I don't know. You could just be lying on your bed, chilling, and then a ghost like, "Hey, boo boo." <laughs> I don't know. I, just... I mean, isn't that how all sex starts? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> it's either him going hey baby or me <laughs> yep so there you go so why not a ghost well indeed um so uh <laughs> oh this is going to be such a hard one to get through I was giggling to myself all morning <laughs> just uh researching it okay Go. I'm excited for it. I, I'm on uh, tender hooks here. But the, is the ghost invisible, or can they see it? Because that, if, just... if it was invisible, it'd look really weird, just sort of like bobbing up and down on the bed with nothing else there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping she can feel it. Well, well, yeah, of course, of course, they, yeah, they can feel it. They can feel it. Not much, anyway, not much point if they can. How would you know it was happening if you couldn't feel it? It could be happening True. all the time. It could be happening now. <laughs> it could be happening right <laughs> Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth, everyone. Don't leave it open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, God. Right, okay. So, sex with ghosts. It has a fancy name called spectrophilia which is basically sexual attraction Ooh. to ghosts or the phenomenon of sexual encounters between ghosts and humans. Remember that awkward scene in Ghostbusters when Dan, Ad Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob off a ghost? <laughs> yes! <laughs> you say awkward, I say the best thing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Confusingly... Right. Confusingly, it's also the word for people who get aroused by images and mirrors, which is very strange. Images and mirrors? What, like themselves? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really uh, look into it. That's just what Wikipedia said. Oh, well, okay, um, great. Okay. <laughs> so it's not, it's not that spectrophilia that we're talking about. It's the, the kinky ghost one that we're talking about. Yeah. So to start at the beginning, I have to talk about succubus and incubus. Have you ever heard of those? I know what a succubus is, but not no. an incubus. 
So, right. Well, Tash, pre- <laughs> prepare to be educated. Knowledge. I am ready. Shall I get a notepad? <laughs> I mean, it depends how far you want to go with it, but I mean, feel free, feel free. So a succubus is a demon or a supernatural entity that appears in female form to to seduce men in their dreams, most commonly through sexual activity. Repeated sexual activity with a succubus is said to cause poor physical and mental health and even death. They are supposed to be beautiful, looking but with some strange deformities like having bird claws for hands or a serpent tail the incubus is the male counterpart of the succubus so he seduces women oh, i could have worked that out couldn't i if i knew what a succubus was <laughs> <laughs> so a succubus supposedly steals semen from a man gives it to the incubus oh. who uses it to impregnate impregnate human women this apparently causes demon children called cambions. These children are either born. Oh, I have a couple of those. <laughs> I have a question. How does Go she? On. How does she steal semen? She get dressed up in all black and like roll around in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, she has. Oh, she has sex. Oh, is the... that how she get? Oh, how she get? How she have to scoop it out? Are they working together? Basically, yes. So he pimps his missus out and he's like, oh, go and get me some sperm, please. I want to go and bang other women. (laughs) They're not like a demon couple. They are just a couple of demons. Ah. (laughs) But in some, um, in some of the uh, history of it, they're actually the same demon that just changes sex to... Um, like a worm. Like a worm. I guess. Like a worm. Worms, worms can do that. Well, all worms are male and females, aren't they? Okay, so all right. I'll like have to fact check that. Thank you, Tash. I didn't know that. Oh, so much knowledge. <laughs> are snails like that too? Yeah, I think they are. No, snails are oh. female and slugs are male. <laughs> oh, Becky, that's not how it works. <laughs> Is that not right? <laughs> that's not right. No. <laughs> I'm joking. I know that's not right. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I'm glad. Well done. Oh, God, this is going to be difficult to get through. <laughs> I'm so I'm, I'm sorry. Glad we have to get all of our laughs out now because there ain't going to be any laughs later. <laughs> oh, God. I can't wait now, Becky. <laughs> Go on. All right, so she steals the spunk and then she gives it to the incubus who uses it to impregnate <gasps> human women. I did that bit. Um... Okay, so these children are either born with deformities or are more susceptible to supernatural influences. The demon babies. Yeah. However, not all succubus are considered evil. Pope Sylvester II was allegedly involved with a succubus named Meridiana, who helped him achieve his high rank in the Catholic Church. 
Uh, and before his death, he confessed to all his sins and died repentant. So that was a Catholic, like, well, that oh, well. was the Pope. Yeah, well, of was, course. Well, he repented, yeah. so it's fine. Yeah, and of course, because the Pope, a powerful white male, said, oh, no, it, it, the one that I spoke to was nice. Of course it was. And he's absolutely yeah. telling the truth. But, I mean, apparently he had, like, long-term relationship with this succubus, so... Oh, so it's serious. Oh, it was serious stuff, yeah. <laughs> getting pretty oh, serious. dear me. She had two drawers, not just one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure if, wanted to go, if one wanted to go digging, there are plenty of websites out there with information about how to summon a succubus or an incubus. I, however, did not fancy falling down that rabbit hole. No. I've got to draw the line somewhere. I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> the luck I have with men, I am not ruling it out. <laughs> Tash, if you do, let us know what you find, because I am very curious. Yeah, I'd be yeah. great, yeah. That could be your homework for next time. Great. Yeah. Um, I mean, I am... I'm contemplating it. I'm not going to lie. Let's see how the story evolves. Okay. And then I'll make my decision at the end. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that, that was the boring bit. That was the kind of history of it. Now to the good stuff. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> so I've found an array of articles about kinky ghosts, mostly in pubs and inns, who like to pinch bottoms and peep at the ladies in the bath or shower. Hold on. <laughs> we do know that I work at a pub, don't we? Yes. Um, honestly, Tash. Hopefully, this is where I'm going to find him. There you go. The book I was reading, like the first chapter, uh, was literally tons of stories of pub ghosts who were really pervy. So you never know, you might get lucky, Tash. Oh, is that why I always feel uncomfortable where I, when I wear a low-cut top? Maybe. Here I was thinking it was just pervy Steve at the end of the bar. <laughs> it's actually that ghost, isn't it, making me feel uncomfortable. It's pervy Casper. Yeah. <laughs> right um so in october 1981 at the 18th century bluebell pub warrington in cheshire the owner had to put a sign up don't blame the lads ladies it's only our ghost after a ghost no. <laughs> yeah after a ghost had <laughs> groped three barmaids the landlady and a number of female customers he just grabs you by the behind and then pats it, says the landlady, Linda Wrench. <laughs> Sorry, but what year was this? Because if it was like the 70s, pretty sure that was just standard procedure, wasn't it? 1981. Oh, see, even in the 80s. I, mean, the 80s. I reckon it was just some really quick yeah. man or someone with really long arms and was just like, Ooh, like that, I'm going to touch this girl's bum. <laughs> I'm going to pretend to speak to someone else. So often the nearest man got the blame, but it happened too often when no one else was around. They've uh, also had a few glasses fly off the shelves, but really, he's a friendly ghost. Casper the friendly <laughs> And then Layla Mudd, a former Miss Great Britain, also had trouble with a ghost in her husband's pub, the Liverpool Arms in Kingston, Surrey. She told the paper, his, he's a kinky peeping Tom who keeps spying on me when I'm in the bath. 
Other strange things have happened too. He was seen standing over my teenage daughter's bed and even chased my mother-in-law down the stairs. Oh, he's not fussy then, is he? <laughs> and he holds a goal. <laughs> so they say. <laughs> but as as we're about to see, things can go so much further than a quick grope or a sneaky peek at someone in the bath. The smell poltergeist haunting is a story that inspired the 1981 film The Entity. Have you guys seen The Entity? Oh, I don't think I have. No, no, no. no. Sorry, did you say neither of you? Yeah. Why, what? <laughs> Sorry. Why, what happened? I don't know, it just sounded really weird. All right, no, neither have I. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that should be your homework. Watch The Entity, because it's pretty... Uh, Pretty gruesome film. Is it scary though? Yeah, it's pretty. Is it, well, yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Is it based in a pub? No. So this this haunting is the one that inspired the film The Entity. Um, so it's a story. The Entity is the story of a young woman who is subjected to a series of sexual assaults by an invisible ghost. In Pennsylvania, a young woman was being sexually molested by what local clergyman called an incubus. The girl's father had also been pinned down, paralysed and then raped by a female demon that the same clergyman called a succubus. The Daily Mirror published a story in 1978 about a spirit who was pestering the Price family in the, right, I don't know how to pronounce this, Weoli Castle in Birmingham. It first started with the older sister, Lorraine, but quickly moved its attention to her younger sister, Jenny, who was 20. I was... At least they're legal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like pedo-pervy. Like, at least he's not a pedo. <laughs> pedo goes to another next level, aren't they? Like I didn't come across any of those in my searches. You'll be happy to know. But I'm still not against it, so, you know, there is hope. What, against a pervy ghost? If they were pedos, I probably wouldn't be down for it, but they're clearly not. No, so. no, 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 they're clearly not. <laughs> so, this is Jenny, Jenny Price speaking. I was sitting in bed one night when I felt hands around my neck. They had a great strength and tried to push me down on the bed. I was frightened and tried to scream. I thought the ghost was going to strangle me, but then realised it had other intentions. Ooh. A week later, the ghost returned. I realised it meant no harm, and I began looking forward to his visits. Sometimes they occur. Oh, <laughs> Sometimes they occur as often as three times a week, according to the mirror. That's like good, isn't it? Three times a week. Um, according to the mirror, as time passed, the biggest problem the Price family had was getting Jenny out of bed. <laughs> Go on, Jenny. <laughs> oh dear. She seemed intent on staying there, waiting for her invisible lover to return. You can blame her. He's not bad for a man that's a few centuries old, I'm assuming. <laughs> Can you imagine the family, though? <laughs> Where's Jenny? Oh, we can't get her out of bed. She's just waiting for this ghost to come and shag her. <laughs> Does he have a name? Like, what's his name? Um, 
I don't think this no, that nobody actually talked about any ghost names. I must admit. Um, You'd give them a sexy name, wouldn't you? What's a sexy name? <laughs> I now can't think of any sexy names, but you know, like Brad or. That's not know. that sexy. It has to be someone like Italian or something. <laughs> Mm, Which now I can't think. <laughs> okay, let's move on from the next. We can't think of any sexy. What names. about Valentino? Valentino? Oh yeah, Valentino. Valentino. Yes. She seemed intent on staying there, waiting for her invisible lover to return. Jenny confessed. It begins with a kiss on my shoulder, then hands come under the covers and caress me before he gets into bed beside me. I just let him do what he wants, and he does it beautifully. He can certainly love. So oh, she seems like she's having a lovely time. She's having a great time. She's loving it, and she doesn't have to tidy up after him. Well, no, I, I, I mean, I don't. Jenny's the real winner here. <laughs> yeah, no one into the bathroom after to mop up. <laughs> Oh, I didn't mean that. I just meant no messy man in your house. All right. I thought even what I thought. <laughs> I thought she was talking about the love puddles. Yeah. The after job gob. Oh. Yeah, like, sh- shag and go. Like, lovely. <laughs> Becky, that's horrible. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, right. I disgusted myself. Go, go ahead, my love. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> right, we're not even halfway through. Come on. Sorry. We can do this. Okay, oh, now it's time for the best one I found. So this is the best account I've found about ghost sex. What, so we're off of Jenny now? Yeah, Jen- yeah we've done Jenny. Jenny has been done. Quite a few times, apparently. Three times a week. Three times a week. <laughs> Three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> we both did that. <sighs> to be young. <laughs> the facts were gathered by Lee Elaine and published in Forum, the International Journal of Human Relations. The events occurred on the 9th of August, 1980, and describe what happened to a 26-year-old South London woman. As she was getting undressed ready for bed, she slipped off her skirt and was aware of someone calling her name. She was a little puzzled by this. She knew her parents were asleep upstairs and there was no one else in the house. She takes up the story now in her own words. The voice was faint and taunting, as if someone close by was whispering. It was definitely a man's voice. I automatically assumed that my father must have woken up and was asking for something. But when I went upstairs to find out what he wanted, both he and my mother were asleep. Now, I'd gotten used to my parents' house, my parents' house eccentricities, uh, the creaking doors and the unidentifiable uh, groans occurred all the time. So I dismissed the voice and returned downstairs to continue getting ready for bed. It was a warm and humid night and the young woman was conscious about her clothes being damp with perspiration. So she was a sweaty Betty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So her clothes were damp with perspiration and were sticking to her body. She began to unbutton her blouse when the cool evening air, which was drifting in from the open window, moved affectionately between the fabric of 
her clothes and her flesh, and it felt nice. Then it became intense, as if she was actually being touched, as if there was a hand inside her blouse. Sorry, but these encounters all sound really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Uh, as if there was a hand inside her blouse. Okay. We're going back to what this young woman said. I'd had a very strict Catholic upbringing and always felt uneasy about sex. I've only ever slept with a man twice in my entire life and both times was a total disaster. I know in my mind that there is nothing evil about making love to someone you care about, but it's hard to shake off your upbringing. Masturbation is even worse, so when I felt my body reacting, it was like getting something I wanted without being held responsible for my actions. She sounds like her upbringing upbringing has proper fucked her up in the head. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, she's repressed. She needs a good seeing too, albeit by the Indeed. The young woman's first impressions were that... First impressions was that it was all a fantasy. The combination of the night, the humidity and the wind arousing her body. But as soon as she moved, any such illusion shattered. When I touched my breast, my hand was pushed away. No, I heard someone say. Oh. Tasha's proper into this. (laughs) (laughs) That and the choking earlier. (laughs) It's like a soft porn isn't it like come on. <laughs> soft ghost porn um yeah <laughs> the softest so no i heard someone say let me my pretty let me <laughs> oh the my pretty just spoil <laughs> it yeah pretty. my pretty my pretty <laughs> i mean never mind that he's a ghost do not call her my pretty <laughs> <sighs> It's like the Wicked Witch of the we- of the East, or you know, from Wizard of Oz. Didn't she go, my pretty? Melting. Yeah, creepy. Yeah. I was terrified. Someone was talking to me, touching me, pulling up my blouse. It wasn't a fantasy. It was real. I tried to move, but I couldn't. I felt this incredibly strong arm around my waist. And this voice was whispering, pretty little face, pretty little tits. Pretty little pretty. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, he needs to change his choice of words, but I'm still not against it. Yeah. He needs he needs to up his uh, dirty talk uh, game. My pretty, these are my tits. <laughs> That's just how I imagine him saying it. I just hate people saying tits. Oh, no, I know, I do not like the nice. word tits. It's horrible, isn't it? I can it? call Boom. someone... Don't yeah. say tits. Yeah, I can call someone a tit, but I wouldn't call them... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Tits. Oh. I agree completely. They're boobs. Boobs is a nice word. Boobies. Boobies. Oh, see, boobies... I don't mind, like, you calling them boobies to children. Well, yes, exactly. Not, like, in a sexy... You don't but, say, oh, look at my boobies. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes I do. I'll walk in and I'll be like, hey, these look good. And I'll be like, hey, look at my boobies. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> right. Um, 
I don't remember what happened then, except that I was undressed. My blouse and skirt were on the floor, and someone was pressuring me down beside them. I could feel his hands all over me, squeezing my nipples, running up and down my thighs, toying with the elastic of my panties. I don't like that word. I don't like the word panties. It's horrible. No, it's creepy. Panties. My body seemed to be alive with hands and then tongues. A tongue was in my mouth and then Ooh. in my ear, prodding me, licking me. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. In the ear. No. <laughs> what is he doing? Uh, I mean, she obviously liked it. I don't think she's got much choice in the matter, to be honest, Ash. She's loving it. <laughs> um... I couldn't see his face, but I could feel him all over me, crushing me. And his voice, I could hear his voice whispering and taunting, a good little fuck, my pretty, you'll feel better after a good fuck. Oh, it's just, when he opens his mouth, A little bit just, rapey. Yeah, now, a little bit it? rapey. When, it, when he opens his mouth, it makes just it weird. Just don't talk. Yeah, I agree, just don't talk, hun. The girl admitted that after, after that, she no longer felt afraid. She no longer felt she was going to be hurt. When she felt the spirit's hands inside her panties, she let him slide them off her. She no longer resisted. She let whatever was going to happen, happen. She was conscious of nothing else until she awoke the next morning. I found my body was covered in scratches. My vagina was sore and there were traces of blood on both my clothes and the floor. When the dog- oh, that's a bit rapey, isn't it? It's no longer sexy. Uh, no, it's not really very sexy. When the doctor examined me, he put me he put it down to hysteria caused by my repressed sexuality, and the local. Oh, of course, it was hysteria. It always is bloody hysteria, isn't it? Yeah, it's because she's a woman. If it was a man, it wouldn't have been hysteria. That that annoys me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the local priest who called in to my parents said I had been victim of an incubus. But the doctor could not explain how somebody who had bitten their nails, as I had done myself since I was a child, could have left deep scratches in the middle of my back. Nor could our priests understand how any demon could have ignored the crucifix I always wear around my neck. So, um. that was that. Nobody could explain it. Oh. Wow. Did he only come over once? Uh, yes, as far as I'm aware, that only happened once. And has anyone got pregnant from these people then? Like these ghosts? I mean, I didn't find anything about it, so not to my knowledge, but who knows? Ooh. I mean, I'm going to say no, Tash, nobody's got pregnant. Okay. Because, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a bit dubious about this whole thing, but hey-ho. I think quite a lot of this can probably be put down to sleep paralysis. Yeah. What, like, yeah, but how can you explain her scratches? Well, I can't. I can't on that one. Mm. So who knows, hey? Who knows? In more modern times, there's an English woman who claims to have had sex with as many as twenty ghosts and is now engaged to a ghost. Oh my gosh! Did you see her on this morning? Yes, yes. This is her. Oh, that's her. Yeah, I've seen. They're her. weird. Those type yeah, of people, I've seen though. Her. Like that woman that married a chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, yeah. chandeliers are sexy. Now stop. <laughs> They're fabulous. They're Lumiere, not sexy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lumiere, Lumiere. in Beauty and the Beast. 
<laughs> I tell you what, don't you bad mouth Lumiere. <laughs> he is the sexiest of all the objects in Beauty you and the There's no denying you that. You like him because he, she came over really late and he made a dinner anyway. That's why you liked him. Well, <laughs> what a great guy. I present your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, do continue, Emma. I'm sorry. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so Amethyst Realm told The Sun and ITV this morning that she had had 20 paranormal lovers throughout her life, but it wasn't until she flew to Australia on a business trip earlier this year that she came across an unbelievable surprise. I'd not had a phantom fling for a while, and I was away on business. Starting a new relationship was the last thing on my mind. Realm, a spiritual counsellor, told the sun. Then one day, while I was walking through the bush... <laughs> <laughs> While I was walking through the bush, enjoying nature, I suddenly felt this incredible energy. A new lover had arrived. When it came time... Oh, there he is. <laughs> when it came time to fly back to England, Realm was worried she would have had to leave her new lover behind since ghosts tend to stick to one place, she explained. Yet once she boarded the plane, Realm said she felt the spirit's presence and realised he was coming along for the ride. I was happy Aww. and excited, so excited that we had to go and do something about it, she claimed. So we headed to the Plain Loo and, well, I am now a member of the Mile High Club. Oh, get off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. That's cheating. She's not really. <laughs> I went to the bathroom. <laughs> Oh, that's too much. <laughs> Realm told the son that she and her special spirit are happily in love and even called him her soulmate. I know in my heart that he's the one for me, she said. We're soulmates, meant for each other, and that'll never change. The fact that he's a spirit is by the by. And because her family is quite alternative, Realm said they have been very accepting of her new relationship, even if others don't like, know. Do they lay a place at the table for him for dinner? I mean, I guess not. <laughs> I hope not. Um, even if others don't know what to think of it. Most of my friends are happy that I found love. If they think I'm mad, they seem to be keeping it to themselves, she said. Well, Ram, oh, I Ram don't think like... they're good friends if they're not saying she's mad. Well, I don't know. If I turned up, no, come on. If I turned up to your house and was like, oh, I've got a new love interest, but it's Albert who died 300 years ago, you'd be like, are you okay, Sash? Yes, I know. Yeah. I definitely would. We would be. Uh... Do you know what? You wouldn't just be like, as long as you're happy, hun. You'd be like, do you need help? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we would. We would definitely be an intervention. And I thank you for that. <laughs> no, we'd definitely commit you out of love. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you should. <laughs> While Ron claimed to have had sex with the spirit, she didn't hear his voice until they were on a recent trip to England's Wookie Hole Caves. Wookie Hole Caves? <laughs> where she said, <laughs> Where she said he asked her to marry him. There was no going down on one knee. He doesn't have any knees. <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on. 
How did he buy a yeah. ring? He's got no knees, but he's got dick. Yeah. Well, I think it's all about energy and pressure and touch and... I mean, the other one had a tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no expert on the matter. I don't know how it works. <laughs> But for the first time I heard him speak, she told the newspaper. I could actually hear his voice and it was beautiful, deep, sexy and real. While Realm and her ghostly lover, who doesn't have a name, will be getting married next summer, they are following in the footsteps of another woman from the United Kingdom who told people, she, people i.e. the magazine, she married the ghost of an 18th century pirate. <laughs> this is the lady I saw on... Uh... On on the TV. What, the one that married the, the pirate? pirate? Yeah. Sometimes I get the feeling that I'm being moved, Realm said, of having sex with her new fiancé. Realm said the wedding will, um, will be a pagan ceremony, but she still has quite a bit of planning ahead. We haven't really discussed the details, she said, but I think it'll be a big do. So you can see the interviews with Amethyst on the UK TV show this morning. It's all on YouTube. Go check it out. It's quite amusing. Um, and also, more, more, more recently, the singer Ke- Kesha. Kesha? Yeah. Yeah. She, has, uh, she released a song called Supernatural. Do you know that song by Kesha? Oh, I don't know. No, I don't know. Well, she's, she's released a song called Supernatural and it is about her having sex with a ghost because apparently she does it too. Oh. Oh, okay. uh, so there, I hope so you enjoyed. she brush her teeth with a bottle of Jack? And she wakes up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. <laughs> yeah. I know that she's a reliable source. <laughs> <sighs> so there you go. I hope you enjoyed my sexy ghost stories and, um, well, watch out for things that go... Bumpity bump, 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 bump in the night. Bump, bump, bump. I mean, <laughs> so maybe it is the way forward, though. I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I it is. It is a hard no from me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and me. Um, so my references for the segment were Wikipedia, um, a book called True Hauntings that was edited by Peter Haining and an article from People.com by Jason Dwayne Hain. So there you go. Whoop, whoop. Well done. Thank you. That was fun. Whoop. And then they fell off I, yeah, my I thought you'd like that, ladies. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, well done. Clap, clap, clap. clap. <laughs> that was very funny. Your turn now. <laughs> You're just going to kill the mood, aren't you, Ben? Yeah, I, I probably should have gone first. <laughs> to be honest, after that excitement, we probably need the mood killed a little bit. Yeah, if no one got to bed too excited and wanting ghosts to come and see us. No, there'll be none of that. I do not. And I'm just putting that out there for anybody listening. I definitely do not want any ghosts to come and see me. Thank you very much. You're married, Emma, so that would be cheating. And so I'm, I'm married as well. <laughs> Tash, you can take one for the team and, and give it a try. <laughs> I mean, it's it's something I often do is take one for the team. So, you know, why not? <laughs> right, I'm kind of reading my first little paragraph and just how it's going to kill the mood straight away. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, it's, it's what we've signed up for. It's not like we didn't uh, expect it. Yeah. Um, right. Well, just so everyone knows, this was originally we were going to do a Halloween episode. So this is my Halloween story. Um, what what we would have done, but anyway, you can still you can it can be listened to it. Well, I mean, it is here. nearly Halloween for us. It just won't be Halloween when people listen to this whenever it gets published. Yeah, I always binge watch my podcasts, so I get Christmas episodes in July. So I don't care. Same, <laughs> same, same. Yeah, I always do the same. Right, so. <clears throat> here we go <laughs> and I, I want to know if, if it's quite a well known one so I'm not sure if you you guys would have at least heard of it um, so Halloween 1974 a grey and drizzly evening in Pasadena Texas Timothy O'Brien age 8 is getting dressed for Halloween along with his sister Elizabeth age 5 they're getting ready to go out, yeah, do a bit of trick-or-treating. And one of these kids will be dead before the night is over. And the town, oh God. And the, oh God. The town will find itself gripped by a terror they have never known before. And then, boom, no more laughing. Because <laughs> it doesn't, it's not very... <laughs> As you can see, how could we laugh at that? No, I, I, I was I was quite hesitant doing. Ch- I just didn't really. I don't really like. Um, I didn't know how I'd be doing a story about children, you know, because it's a bit of a sensitive. Uh, uh, so well, on all murders, never fun, but yeah. So yeah, this is particularly not fun. Exactly. But to be frank, Becky, you'd have a job making one of your stories fun, I think. Yeah, I've got a few that are a little bit humorous, but yeah, never really fun. No. Right, so, John by their dad, Ronald O'Brien, and their neighbour and his two children, the group of two dads, two dads and four kids, wandered the neighbourhood. Uh, a persistent but light rain fell as they moved from house to house. Um, one of the houses, the children approached and knocked on the door. It was all dark, all the lights were off. Nobody answers. So they get, the children uh, grew impatient and then they ran to the next home while Ronald, the dad of Timothy and Elizabeth, lingered behind for a little bit. And then... Why did he linger behind? Just move on. I know. I just think he really wanted more sweets. Um, so anyway... He quickly then caught up to the others, waving at them with five large pixie sticks in his hand. <gasps> oh, they're like five sherbet. Sticks. Yeah, they're like sherbet sticks, aren't they? Yeah, it's like a, you know them long, them long thin ones. Yeah, this is ringing a bell now. Actually, it probably will do it. Sticks. It is. Um, it is pretty well known. Is this one? Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's like them little sugary sherbet tube things. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You have to open at each end, don't you, for it to come out, otherwise it doesn't. Yeah, it gets stuck, especially if you, like, suck on it. <laughs> it just kind of all goes all wet. Exactly that. Yeah, it was always yeah, sour, it the ones that we used to get. Um, anyway, uh, so he came running up the street, waving five large of these pic- uh, pixie sticks. 
He told the kids that... Like a hero. Yeah, like, awesome! He told the kids that they were in luck because a rich person back in the dark house was giving out special treats. Oh, God. At the end of the you night... You don't want this special treat. No. Why a rich person, though? Why would you even... I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't get his little story Pixie there. sticks are expensive, maybe? I don't know. I thought they were only about a couple of pennies each, are they? Um, uh, at the end of the night, uh, Ronald gave a straw to Timothy, Elizabeth, his neighbour's two children, and then on the way home, he handed a fifth one to a boy uh, from the neighbourhood that he recognised from his local church. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. Should, would you not, though, think that was a little bit weird? It's Halloween, isn't it? You just, you, I don't know. Everybody's getting sweets. Sweets are, sweets are acceptable on Halloween, yeah, aren't they? Any other time of the year, let's not take it from a stranger. But on Halloween, yeah. gimme, gimme, gimme. As many strangers as possible. Anyway, exactly that. So they all went. They all finished doing the little rounds of trick or treating, and then they all went home. So before bed, Timothy asked if he could eat some of the candy that he collected. And according to Ronald, he chose the pixie sticks. Um, and then apparently Timothy had trouble getting the getting it open um, and getting it out. Of the Should strong. have opened by face. Yes, it's probably probably right. So apparently the the powder was stuck together, which is what happened. What I just mentioned earlier, all cams get stuck together. Um, so his dad helped him get the powder out of the tube. And he tasted the, the sugar and he said that it was really bitter. So his dad gave him some Kool-Aid to wash away the taste. Then Paul Timothy immediately started to complain that his stomach really hurt. And then he ran to the bathroom and started being sick and convulsing on the floor. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. Oh, he's really sweet looking. I mean, not like that makes a difference, but he's just, a, just like a normal looking child. Just really sweet and just happy looking. Innocent. Yeah. Um, then, uh, so uh, an ambulance is called and Timothy died en route to the hospital less than an hour after consuming the candy. Oh, God. Oh, my God. How old was he, Becky? He was eight. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know. Awful, isn't it? Um, so, uh, obviously the police came round and it got out pretty quickly that after straight after eating this pixie stick, he started, uh, but that was when he started being ill. So uh, it really raised fears in the community and numerous par- parents in that area um, turned their, the candy that they got, well, that the kids got from Halloween, uh, into the police, uh, fearing that that as well was also laced with the poison. You would, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? You'd yeah, just be just, like, you're yeah. not having any of that. Mm. Yeah, it just created panic. I mean, parents worrying for their kids. There's not much of a an easier way to get people to panic as if it's a, to do with their no, kids or, no. or loved ones. Um, of course. Mm. So, uh, initially, the police did not suspect Ronald of any wrongdoing at all until Timothy's autopsy uh, 
revealed that the pixie stick was laced with a fatal dose of potassium cyanide and there was enough to kill uh, at least two or three adults in the pixie tick. Oh my god. Yeah. And uh, and he'd give, he'd given these pixie sticks to what five four other kids. Four other kids, yeah. So so his own daughter again, his other yeah. his other child. Yeah. The two of his neighbours' kids. Yeah. And then and some ra- little random, random little church boy. boy. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So four of the five pixie sticks that O'Brien claimed to have received from a random rich person, uh, were recovered from the authorities from the other children. Uh, luckily, oh, yeah, luckily, none of them had eaten. All four of them, all four of them were recovered? Yeah. yeah so, so even the church boy yeah. gave Yeah, also I think uh, it, it right. got out pretty, quick, pretty quickly what happened and uh, all the parents just gave their sweets back. And yeah, luckily, pixie sticks are not really the first... The thing that kids choose first to eat, I definitely wasn't. It was always the chocolate for me. <laughs> and uh, or unless it just wasn't, yeah, unless it just got out really quickly the next day, I don't know. Unless parents were strict back then. And That's so kids... lucky, though. Mm, absolutely. Four of the five pixie sticks that Brian uh, gave, gave away were recovered. The parents of the fifth child became hysterical when they could not locate the candy after being notified by the police. The parents rushed upstairs to find their son asleep, holding the unconsumed candy in his hand. Oh, thank God. So he fell asleep through, like, unconscious for me and too many sweets <laughs> just before he ate that one. Oh, God. Oh, God. I could just imagine, you know, I don't know when... We get it a lot with kids, but you can get it with with other things. But you just think, oh no, and you have that belly drop feeling. And you yeah. think, what yeah. are they doing? Yeah. I don't like the way they make, when they kind of cough funny and they make a choking sound. You think, oh, what are they doing? I don't know. Just ugh. Um, luckily, the boy had been unable to open the staples that had sealed the wrapper shut, so he didn't glue them back together. He just stapled them crudely. Uh, so after all five of the pixie sticks had been opened, the top two inches, so about five centimetres, <laughs> uh, this yeah. was an American site where I found this, um, hence the word candy all the time, um, were refilled with this cyanide powder and then resealed with a staple. According to the... Path- what a piece of shit. I know. And to put... So many kids' lives in danger just to cover, cover like his tracks. I'm assuming, and I don't understand the motive. I know you're probably going to get there, but I know this sounds horrible. I mean, not that I understand, but okay, his own kids. He, you know, he might have his reasons. He's gone a bit bonkers. Whatever you hear about people killing their own kids all the time, don't you? Yeah. Um, as horrific as it is, his neighbour's kids. Why? And then was it po- the dad then? Yeah, well, it was the dad that gave him the pixie sticks. Yeah. So, but yeah, but why the random oh. church boy? I'll get to it. <laughs> okay, okay. Um. So yeah, according to a pathologist who tested the pixie sticks, all of the the other ones 
uh, contained enough cyanide to kill two adults. Um, Oh, that yeah, the, the candy consumed by Timothy had enough cyanide to kill two adults, whilst the other ones, the other four, had enough to kill three or four adults, so they had more in. Jesus. Blimey. So the kids, if they'd have eaten that, that just no chance. No chance at all. Bless them. Um, O'Brien initially told police that he couldn't couldn't remember which house that he got the pixie sticks from, and then convenient. Yeah, police became suspicious because he and his neighbour uh, had only taken their children just two streets away, and and because it had been raining, so it's not like they went around the whole town. They only did two streets. Yeah, yeah. So you'd remember. You'd remember. Yeah. And um, after walking, so they took him out and walked the neighbourhood with, uh, made him walk the neighbourhood with them three times. He finally led them to the house where no one answered. And um, he, um, he explained that he went, when he went up to this house, initially no one answered. But then apparently the, guy, the door opened a crack and um, just a hand came out with these with these pixie sticks. They said it was a man's heart, um, which was he described as hairy, and um, that gave him the pixie sticks. I mean, so vague. Yeah, very vague. And also, if you just got a weird, weird, random arm coming out, I don't know, just weird. But I suppose again, it was Halloween, wasn't it? They could have been wanting to be scary, or mm. Mm. and. Um, it was quickly um, f- they the police found found out who the the house uh, belonged to. It was uh, it belonged to a man called uh, Courtney Melvin, and he was a, an air traffic controller, and he was out at work until eleven p.m. that night, so he wasn't in that night. And it was over 200 people at his work that, can, that were his alibis confirming that he was actually at work when this was happening. So it wasn't yeah. him. Right. God, he didn't think that one through very well, did he? No, not very well at all. Um, as the police started closing in on Ronald, they learned, police found out that he was about buckling under over $100,000 debt and he, it's always because they're in debt isn't yeah it? and he'd already lost his house and he was really on the brink of bankruptcy yeah okay right so but why kill your kid That's i know just a bit I'm, much, isn't it? I'm sure there's a reason yeah we just got to wait so a hundred thousand dollars back then in the 70s is about five hundred twenty thousand now ish mm. And uh, he had a history of being unable to hold down a job. Uh, He had, in the 10 years preceding this crime, he'd held out only, he'd been in 21 different jobs. So that's like over two a year. Mm. You just need to sort your life out, don't you? Just knuckle down and work. At the time of his arrest, he was already suspected of theft in his job where he was working at the uh, Texas State Optical, uh, like an optician's. 
and he was very close to being fired. Um, so then police discovered that he had taken life insurance policies out on his children in the months prece- preceding oh, this. Um, so in January January 1974, he take, took out $10,000, the equivalent of about oh, just over 50 grand now, um, life insurance policies and both of his children. And just one month before Timothy, Timothy's death, he doubled that. He took out, and it, well, no, he took out an additional twenty grand, so he had ten, and so now thirty. And um, then he took a few more out again, and then the various policies totaled about sixty thousand dollars back then. See, I don't get taking life insurance out on your kids. I don't think you can do it here now in this country. Can you? What they don't do it? I don't think so. We don't do it. Yeah, because what, what? No, I don't think you do it. I don't think it's a thing. Because what's the point? Because it just, it looks dodgy. Like, yeah. we, <clears throat> me and uh, my husband got life insurance because if anything happens to us, we want our kids to be looked after. Mm. And Which is why, as a parent, you would have it, isn't mm. it? Exactly. So, you you want to make sure that your loved yeah. ones, you know, are okay. Because yeah. you're the, you know, you're the money earners. You're the ones that are providing Provider, for them. Exactly. And without you, you know, they they need some backup. But what is the point yeah. of getting life insurance for your kids? It's not like your kids bring any money to the table. No. Yeah. And very strange. you wouldn't want it to be that way around. So you wouldn't want to take out what you're hoping is a pointless policy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You just, yeah. I wouldn't ever take one out. Almost just um, superstitiously, I just wouldn't do it. No, I've got I've got insurances in place if something happens to me or one of the kids. You know, like um, if if I break my leg and then I can't work, or you know, the, oh yeah, we've this. got that, we've got that, but that's completely different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and then I've got life well, yeah. insurance, but yeah. So I, I, I'm not sure. I, I meant to look, and I didn't have time. I meant to look if you could still take out if if that was a thing in a lot of countries where you can take out insurance policies. And, um, yeah, I just don't see the point. I don't understand why you would want to, and it just seems really suspicious. Yeah. Um, Ronald's wife, uh, so the mum, said that she had no idea about these insurance policies. Um, and I think I can... Wouldn't she have to sign them? Not necessarily, no. No, you could just forge it. It's 1970s, wasn't it? I suppose so, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And um, after learning that Ronald had visited a chemical supply store in Houston Houston to buy cyanide shortly before Halloween, um, he left, apparently, he left without purchasing anything after learning the smallest amount available to purchase was £5 which I have no idea what that, that means. I suppose it just That's wasn't wasn't enough. That's... Yeah, oh, no, that was too much. No, no, five pounds is a lot, is a isn't lot. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he just, I yeah. think he just didn't want that much. Five pounds. Well, think babies are, like, done in pounds, oh, aren't yeah, they? it's like a baby and a bit, baby and a half. Well, I mean, no. Yeah. Well, it's like, like a, a small, small baby. baby yeah. Five pounds would be a small baby. I was thinking yeah. kilos, yeah. Yeah, small baby. Oh, 
<laughs> We're measuring things in babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, the police suspected him completely and was giving all this evidence against him. They believed that he gave the other children poison candy just in an effort to cover up his crime. And uh, they repeatedly request, uh, questioned him, but he always maintained his innocence. Um, and although... What a piece of shit. Know, police never discovered where he bought the poison from. He was arrested for Timothy's murder on November 5th, 1974. He was um, found guilty of... Um, he was indicated on one count of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder he entered a plea of not guilty on all five counts his trial began on may 5th 1975 um and apparently during the choir during the choir during the trial (laughs) the chemist that um that ronald knew uh testified um that He'd been asking him loads of questions about cyanide and how much cyanide would be fatal. Just really suspicious. I also just think, how would you spin that in a conversation? Be like, oh, yeah. So how much cyanide would kill a person? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's just such a really yeah. weird thing to say, isn't it? I mean, personally, if, if you know, somebody said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, why? Why do you need to know that? Yeah, exactly. And to a chemist as well. It makes you wonder why the chemist didn't flag that yeah. up. Surely mm, they I would have definitely that. I mean, did they have computers and like a computer system? I assume they did back then. I'd have put a little note in there saying... No, not in the 70s. No. I'm really rubbish with computers. When did they come in? 90s, oh, weren't they like, really? 90s. I think there was computers like yeah, in the Yeah, but 80s, not in the chemist. Not like commercially yeah exactly so the chemist probably right up until 2000s probably everything was yeah paper i get so confused about stuff everything because paper just seems to take up so much space even the little that we use it, it now yeah friends and co-workers testified against him and said that he really had an unusual interest in cyanide and spoke about how much would take it would take to kill a person uh O'Brien's uh, so Ronald's sister-in-law and brother-in-law testified that on the day of Timothy's funeral he spoke of using the money from Timothy's insurance policy to take a long vacation and buy loads of items that you wanted to buy. What? Why would you talk about that on the funeral? On the funeral, and why would you say that? He's just not right, is he? No. He's really just no. not right. I mean, even if it's months later, you would say, oh, I'm going to take a vacation and, and you know, just try and get away. I wouldn't be like, I'm going to take my my son's death money to go on a bit. You just wouldn't say it. I just, I just uh, I don't get it. No, it's horrible. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. He really is. His wife, his own wife, rejected the claim that Timothy chose the pixie stick, stating that her husband, Ronald, was the one who, in fact, forced him to choose that one and kept insisting that he try that one first. He kept trying to maintain his innocence, his... um, defence mainly drew upon the decades-old urban legend 
like mad poisonous stories and like all the po- like men that just, just you know just kind of tried to spin like a little ghost story on it like yeah there, there was a weird man and they did give weird things i don't know they were just kind of going for urban legends trying to make that into an offense i just yeah kind of makes yeah. it shows what defense he actually had which was none and uh on june 3rd 1975 a jury took only 46 minutes to find him guilty of capital murder and for all four counts of attempted murder that's like 43 minutes too long i think yeah and then they took 71 minutes to sentence him to death by electrocution shortly thank fuck yeah. I was thinking in my head, oh, hang on. So it's the 70s. So was it punishment? Mm, yeah. Oh, well, Texas. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> but there still is, isn't there, in some I states? Think it, I think Texas isn't there. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to have a look at this. But I think Texas is one of the ones that are lingering still. So you kind of know if there's a murder in Texas, you do get a little bit of justice in the end. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't know entirely how I feel about capital punishment, but in this case, burn, baby, burn. Yeah, and I think obviously not always, but I definitely think in that case you've murdered your son. Yeah, like you're going down. Like yeah. So sure, and chances are, had he not have died in that way, I'm pretty sure he would have been killed in prison. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I think this really blew up. It was a really big story. Yeah, I can imagine it was. Yeah. So, sure. But why the little church boy? And why the neighbours' kids? I just really think he just wanted to cover his tracks and it was going to be made out of this big poisoning, sad thing that happened. But I just really think he could have almost just, I don't know, if you're going to do it, why make a big thing like running down the street, waving them in the air, saying that this rich person gave it to me, where everyone's going to remember? I just exactly. Kind of, he... I get, I get it now. So he wants to kill as many children as possible to make the fact that he killed his own kids look less suspicious. Yeah. That it was just one so. of the um, yeah. one of the um, victims in a poisoning that uh, was tragic and. But yeah. there's definitely better ways he could have done it. Like, just slip the like sticks into the bag. Why are you like shouting about yeah. it? Do you know what I mean? Like, I definitely. Feel like he could have got away with it. I mean, you know what kids are like? They I mean, wave, they to, wave their little but... candy thing around, like eh, like that. You know what they're like? And they were five and eight. Yeah. They're not that, you know, aware of what's going on. No, not no. like I wanted him to succeed, but I just think, ugh. yeah, yeah. So he was sentenced to death, and his first execution date was set on the eighth of August. A second date was sentenced, uh, was, was put on on the 25th of May, 1982, which was postponed again. And another one, another, I don't know why it kept getting pushed back. Oh, yeah, his, his attorney kept petitioning for a stay of execution, which I didn't know what that meant, but it just means push what the... What does it mean? It just means push the, push it back while they're still waiting to, uh, I think they're still waiting to try and prove his innocence in a way. Um, so I think there's no getting away from it though, is there? Yeah. Clearly did it. Mm. So on the, the eighth anniversary of the crime, he was killed by lethal injection in the end, which was the first time the state of Texas used the lethal injection to kill someone. 
and um, oh. yeah, and I can't find why do I have a million dates. Why didn't I just put it in bold? Right there we are. Right, finally on March thirty first, nineteen eighty four. Shortly after midnight, he was executed by a lethal injection, and there were so late. At yeah, night. I don't know why. And there was a crowd of over 300 demonstrators gathering out, cheering and yelling, some yelled trick-or-treat uh, while he was being killed, which is a bit weird. But there we are. He, he uh, I think in this case, I'm the same. I'm not sure how I feel about the death penalty, death penalty but I think in this case, it's pretty warranted. He did. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah. The world is a better place without that one. Yeah. So, and I think uh, this story was responsible for years and even now, just, uh, I mean, there's other stories happened since, but of just parents being really wary of... um, Cautious about the Halloween sweets. Yeah, and wanting to accompany their kids. I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about trick-or-treating anyway. I don't let my children do it because I just feel like I'm telling my children the whole year not to talk to strangers unnecessarily and not to take sweets or cakes or anything from a stranger or somebody they don't know and then one night a year we're like yeah go knock on their door and see what they've got for yeah. you go take on yeah it is weird yeah, it is weird um it's america though wasn't it they're proper into it mm. well I'm, yeah i'm taking my kids trick-or-treating uh, because they are absolutely obsessed with Halloween and YouTube videos, and of course it's all America, so you know they want to go and do that. But I've yeah. I've organised people um, about eight eight different houses that I am actually going to drop the sweets off at. I mean, great the day before, and the people yeah. are completely aware that we're coming, and uh, yeah. and yeah, that's how I've organised it. So it's not like we're going round perfect random random people and getting random sweets it's all stuff i've bought that i'm bagging up in little ziplocks dropping off and then the kids well the kids you know they'll they'll be none the wiser yeah exactly the kids can go and collect it but yeah it is a bit of a weird tradition isn't it it's like give us some sweets or we're gonna wreck your house your house yeah (laughs) yeah well, thanks for that, Bex. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry if I've scared you all in time for Halloween. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait for Sunday night when the horrible children come and knock on my door and I've got no sweets for them. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn all your lights on and don't put a pumpkin outside. Yeah, the thing is now, isn't it? Like, if you've got a pumpkin out, they'll come, but um, if you don't, they don't tend to knock and... Um, so hopefully I will not have anyone annoying me. Is that the thing then in England, if you put a pumpkin out? Yeah, if you put a pumpkin out or you've got decorations out, that's sort of the, yeah. the green light. okay to come and knock on the door. Yeah, but I mean, previously when the girls were, when we first moved back, um, when we did go trick-or-treating a couple of times with friends, uh, you only knocked on the doors with pumpkins, so... But I definitely remember when I was a kid, you'd literally knock on every door and you didn't care whether there was a light on or not. You were just like, give us all your space. Yeah. Some people put little signs on their doors saying that we're not going to open it. Yeah. yeah. And then you probably just took the sign off and still knocked anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I think I usually saw the sign after knocking. I'd yeah. be like, huh? and then mum would be like, oh, look, there's a sign there. And I'd be like, oh. Yeah. 
But I never egged anyone's house. I'm a good girl. Oh, gosh, no, me neither. No, I I don't think I've ever been trick-or-treating, to be honest. Oh, Emma. Oh, no. You finally go go this weekend. (laughs) But in England, it didn't used to be that much of a big thing. And I know, like, we've got, what, like, seven or eight years difference, but... It just wasn't that much of a thing, Halloween, when I was a little girl, I'm sure. So I remember it being a thing when we were younger, but it wasn't, not to the extent it is now. Yeah. Like, my mum just used to dress us up in a black bin bag. Like, yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was your Halloween costume, but there was never like, there wasn't loads of decorations on the houses or anything like that. And I yeah. think that's why yeah. you just knocked on every single door. Yeah. Whereas now, like some of the houses, they go all out. Oh, really? I mean, crazy, like, great. I mean, I'm hosting a Halloween party at the pub, just for, like, the kids, but I'm hosting it. Yeah, I'd love to give the kids a Halloween party, but with COVID and stuff, as soon as yeah. um, as soon as soon it's, like, not so scary and weird out there, I will definitely be giving them a little Halloween party, because we decorate the house with skeletons and stuff like that, so... Oh, cute. Yeah. Yeah, they love Halloween. I blame YouTube. Yeah. I mean, Sophie loves it. She absolutely loves it. No, I'll make a, a pumpkin, but I can't be asked to decorate, so I'll have them up, and then you have to take them down, and then I won't take them down on time, Christmas. and then it's Christmas. So, should we wrap it up this week? Yeah. Oh, t- Tash, we never really know. You know, like, um, at the end of podcasts quite a lot of the time, they have a little sign-off that they say. We don't know what to say, yeah. so if you have any ideas, you'll have to let us know. <laughs> oh gosh, you can think about it. I'm not going to put <laughs> you on the. I'm not going to put you on the spot. But <laughs> I find that the beginning and the end are the worst bits of the podcast. It's the most awkward. Yeah, because it can be quite abrupt, can't it? Okay, thanks. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah, I'm always, I start cringing again. At the beginning, I'm like, cringe, and I can barely move my mouth. And then at the end, I am just don't know what to say. That's so I'm just like, bye. Yeah. So. Well, don't have sex with ghosts. Or, or do. Or do. You know, you, you or, do or you. Or do, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like let's not judge. Yeah. Unless he starts calling you my pretty, then, yeah, get yeah. yeah. Then maybe pass. Well, don't have sex. Don't have sex with creepy ghosts. Yeah. 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 That is definitely um, a good... That's what I'm taking from that. Yeah, but to be fair, I don't think she had much of a choice in the matter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she did. No, it didn't sound like it, especially the whole waking up hours later, not knowing what happened. Yeah, that's a bit much, isn't it? I'm going to have some weird, weird dreams tonight. Yeah, me too, actually, probably. <laughs> and no pixie sticks. No. And no pixie sticks. Don't take pixie sticks so from strangers. I, I think great lessons we've learned this week. I mean, yeah. I mean, we might as well, like, tag <laughs> this podcast as educational, I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah, well, now... Well, Tash! Yeah. It's been, it's been so great having you. Yeah. Thank well, you for thank joining you for us. Me. I've had a great time. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? I really did. It's so much fun. So I hope you will have me again soon. I think we definitely will have you back. What do you reckon, Beth? I think so as well. You have to tell us about your 
your ghost at work or some sort of little story. Ghost. Yes, I'm going to get the dirt. I'm going to get the dirt and find out um, all about the ghost at the pub. Oh, please, next time you go to work and it's you that's opening, just start like going and be like, oh, I wonder if someone will pinch well, I my feel like opening. <laughs> <laughs> opening isn't the scary part, it's the closing because obviously it's dark and... Um, you're in there alone, so that's always a bit creepy. Oh, do you not close in twos? No, it's tiny village pub, so you're just oh. there on your own. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't like that. No, sounds a bit murdery. Well, I don't like that, but someone has to do it. <laughs> no. I didn't like closing my own pub. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it is creepy, I'm not going to lie. Oh, on my own, and I lived upstairs, so... Yeah. You're braver than me, Tash. Yeah. I'd have to I'd have to call someone or listen to something else, Matt. I couldn't be having silence. Silence. No, I mean sometimes I put something loud on my phone, but then the signals were also really bad, and so I think if my phone cuts out, then I'd be scared. So I just can't win. So I just have to do it quickly and pray that I survive. Such a treacherous job is working in a pub. In a pub, yes, it can be. It can be. Yeah, right. All right, then, my lovelies. So, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, and we shall see you next week with another fun instalment of Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. Whoop whoop. And um, yeah, take care. Yeah, and bye. Bye. Bye.